Hey everybody, welcome back to Garage Talk. As always, I'm Conrad. Let's go. Ted, it's time to rock and roll. Hey Teddy, we got an up and coming middle school coach. Has a bright future. Good head on her shoulders. Kylie Smalley, how we doing? Good, how are you? I'm fantastic, kid. What's happening? Nothing much. Nothing much? Just coaching now? Yep, every day. How's it feel to be on that side? Oh, I love it. Do you? Yeah. What do you love about it? Just kind of getting to share my knowledge. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of softball IQ uh, that I like to share and just, you know, making girls good. Yeah. You, you're, you're trying to be a role model. Yeah. Aren't you? Good, good. Tell everybody about yourself. You know, your family, where you grew up, where you went to high school, where you went to college. Yep. I grew up here in Gas City. Mm-hmm. Um, I played softball all my life, uh, travel ball. Um, very blessed my mom let me do that. Um, continued playing at the high school for Steve Miller uh, four years. And then I went up to Kalamazoo Valley uh, Community College. It was a D2 JUCO, and I went and played for one year. Uh, I got hurt in January of my freshman season, and that kind of resulted in a wrist surgery. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that I was going to need surgery, but I kind of pulled the plug in the summer and was like, you know, I'm, I'm hurt pretty bad, and I just don't want to put my body through that. And about in February this year, I had surgery on it, so now I am oh. coaching. Sweet, sweet. Yep. And uh, how'd that wrist surgery go? Good. Everything's good. Everything's good? Yep. Good. Good. Now, I, I'm bringing you back all the way to high school because you were a standout softball player, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you consider yourself? <laughs> not to, you know, no, you're have confident. a big head over here. But. No, you're not cocky. You're confident, kid. You have a swag to you. So, like, Back when you were in high school, and let's let's go back to your freshman year. What was the vibe like? Did you get to be a part of that sectional draw uh, uh, watching party? Well, did we, they do that back then? Not my freshman year. Yeah. Um, we didn't really have like a you know huge go watch party, but yeah. I know coming into it, um, I was real nervous getting to play with like Mallory Sands, Kenzie Skeens. Uh, the older girls, mm-hmm. but, you know, sectionals is always something you look forward to. Even a freshman, I was on JV. Um, I didn't dress varsity my senior year, or my freshman year, but I was super excited, you know, mm-hmm. for sectionals. Yeah. You know, I worked all I could just to be on that team yeah. and to just be able to be there. Yeah. Well, so when you were, what was that vibe like? Just exciting. Um, especially with the upperclassmen, mm-hmm. uh, they look at it, you know, sectionals is, you know, now or never, you know, this could be your last softball game. So yeah, you really got to go all out. You got to play with some really good, good softball athletes. Yeah. You want to name drop some? Um, you know, Lexi Cruzen, uh, Jenny, yeah. Jenna Berryhill. Um, I played with Olivia Rice. She was my catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know, in the infield and she all caught. All ballers. Yeah. She caught the whole time. And it was just, you know, Katie Hozier, mm-hmm. she goes all out in the outfield. Yeah, she was a good center fielder. Yeah, yeah I remember. It was I, fun. I've seen her shag a couple. Yeah. Yeah. How much uh, 
like thought and breakdown went into all these once you knew who you were going to face in the opening round of the sectional? Um, it was kind of like, well, personally as a player, um, I didn't really like to look into other teams um, because I didn't want to psych myself out, mm-hmm. especially being in the infield um, as I got you know up into my sophomore, senior year. Um, I didn't really want to think about where, you know, how, how these girls' batting averages are or where they typically hit it in the field. Because I didn't want to be the player that's like, oh, she's coming to you, and then, you know, our pitcher strikes are out. Yeah. So I kind of just laid back, and I know Heather Swartz, um, she was not at the varsity coach at that time, but she was super into the stats, and she would come to all these sectional games, and she would let everybody know that, you know, who's going to do what on their team and who's not going to do it. So she was an analytics coach. Yeah. She really looked into the stats. Um, I just remember – Letting her do it, you yeah. know, sitting in her classroom. That's what she would do on her computer. And I was like, I don't know how you do that because I'd psych myself out. <laughs> You're no, there's no way, Ted, that, I, that I, I would even believe that this kid would psych herself out. I know. She's pretty headstrong, man. Uh, well, that's, that's what I'm getting. That's what I've seen. Like I said, I, so I watched her coach volleyball this year. She's great with the kids. She's got knowledge in her head, yeah. and it, it's what – Every school needs somebody like that, especially at the junior high level. Yeah. Well, not only that, she's young. She's still a sponge. And you mm-hmm. bring someone like that along, mm-hmm. and she's going to figure it out and find a way to become an even better coach and, and do those adjustments and mm-hmm. evolve and possibly one day be a, a Miss Cinewall great. You never know. You might have Smalley Field. I like it I like the confidence so I'm going to touch on maybe a little sore subject the COVID year because you guys had a squad yeah we were going to win state that year no doubt about it you guys had a squad when you think back like now 2023 Kylie Smalley when you think back about it now, how do you feel? It still kind of hurts uh, to think about it. Um, mm-hmm. Those girls that were on that team, um, you know, all starting, I played with them since I was nine years old in travel ball. We all looked forward to it. Uh, Mark Simpkins, uh, Lexi's dad, he would always be like, you know, 2020 is our year, you know, the high school level, it's going to happen. And he said that from when we were fifth graders. And, you know, that year came and, it didn't last very long. Man, it took the air out of everybody's balloon. Don't you think, Ted? Yep. I'll tell you. Sorry, I started it. <laughs> I was the first one. <laughs> yeah, Ted, Ted Ted was our basketball commissioner, and he 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 looked like a zombie. He come he said, Man, I'm I'm horribly sick. I believe I got the flu. And I was like, hey, man, if you're that bad, don't, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll cover for you. Because uh, Ted being a commissioner for a nonprofit organization, he wanted to be there. Because you need those kind of commissioners. You need commissioners to oversee and make sure everything runs smoothly. And I know he trusts me somewhat. <laughs> I know he trusts me, but... I'm in there, everything's running smooth, I turn around, and there's Ted. And he's pale white, Smalley. Pale white, eyes sunk into his head, 
I'm here. I made it. I was like, dude, why did you make it? Because <laughs> you look like death right now, man. That was rough on you, wasn't it? Was. Well, see, because like I said, I went to the doctor twice. First time they said it was the flu. Second time they said it was bronchitis and pneumonia. And I actually didn't get COVID that year. It was the following year. You probably had it first, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. I mean, he was bad. Yeah, it was, it was something I'd never been through. Yeah, so, uh, and then a couple months later. When, so everything shut down. Everything shut down. That was rough. Yeah. Wasn't it? So how did it affect you when you were a young student and a student athlete? Um, You know, it shut down. We were at school that Mm -hmm. day. We got, you know, hey, we're going two weeks spring break. So as athletes, we had practice that day. Um, It was just kind of like Steve had sat us down, told us, um, we'll see you in two weeks. Take care of yourself. But, you know, going into the school side of things, you didn't know that you weren't going to come back and not play softball or play whatever sport you were in that year. Mm -hmm. And. So you had to make sure, you know, your grades were there and you were staying on top of school, but it's so different having everything on a computer screen and when you're not used to it, especially because that, you know, e-learning wasn't huge and the virtual days, they weren't Mm -hmm. something that everybody, even teachers weren't used to. So you kind of always thought about softball and when you're going to get back, but you had to make sure you had your grades there Mm -hmm. and you got your schoolwork done first. Yeah. Look at that. I know. student first. That's why they call us athlete, right? That's right. Great job. Great job. Some places it's not that way, but yeah, you know, it 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 was so disappointing because we talked about that what could have been, and the following year, uh, well, when when it was your senior year, you know, to go out the way that we went out was pretty tough. And then us go and show a glimpse in this sectional of, like, we looked good that game. Yeah. We showed heart. And we had only won one game that season, Ted. Mm. And we go in and face Belmont in the first round. And we pulled it away, yeah. 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 I think we lost to him by 15 that season, yeah, uh, wow. we played them at home. Yeah. That same season, we lost fifteen runs. And yeah. going into that sectionals, there was I want to say four seniors. I could be wrong, um, but we were always like, "This is it!" Like you know, mm-hmm. we've played our whole life together. Um, let's just kind of show everybody what we got now. And I wish, as a team, we would have had that mentality the whole season because you know we won that Belmont game when they were a good team and. We just played, you know, all nine of us on that field. We played together, and if we would have played that way that whole season, we probably would have went farther in sectionals. Well, I'll tell you right now, they were a good team. Belmont. Yeah, Belmont was a good team. (laughs) And, like, like, we had some young kids. uh, Carissa Dunn, she played well. She played real well. Savannah played real well, and for the like, it w- not that I was shocked, but as for this, as for how that season went, I was like, "What is even going on?" Like it just clicked. Yeah. But you know, because we definitely didn't play that way. Well. <laughs> no, no. Yes. You know, you got to give those pitchers credit too. Yeah, we didn't have a pitcher in our you know my senior class, so. um 
you know, Chris had done, she didn't get her freshman season. Yeah. So her sophomore season was her freshman season. Yeah. Uh, never played on varsity. And then Lexi Smith, you know, they came in and they killed it on the mound. Yeah. And it's hard, you know, being that young and coming out there and just kind of having to prove yourself because you're not those upperclassmen who kind of walk around like they're on top. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's to me, it, it showed a little, a little more of, you know, class of what what you guys had. I mean, you weren't there, you know, because of the the youth side of it, but you guys fought, and you know, it was at the end, but it it was a great ending for me. Like I was so so happy of you know, it was that whole feeling of the the hope is still there. Ted, like mm-hmm. we, you know, because I was like, we might pull this off. Holy <laughs> shit! Sorry, but yeah, yeah, and I, we appreciate you know you coming and and talking the sectionals with us. Um, but let's talk about you coaching now. How's that for you, like coaching these kids? Because not too long ago you were in middle school, yeah, <laughs> and you were that kid being coached. So how's it feel that, you know, the, sh- the, the tables have turned, the shoes on the other foot? Yeah, it's great um, being able to be out there and coach, you know, these kids. I have two awesome coaches, uh, Katie Hozier and mm-hmm. Lexi Cruzen. They We all kind of do it together. Um, I just know, you know, coming into this season, um, I looked up a lot to my middle school coaches um, in any sport, you know, Heather Swartz, um, Tori Stanley, you know, those were some of my softball coaches and you know, they got to show us what they were doing, and it wasn't the kind of coach that just kind of tells you, and mm-hmm. they just sit down. Um, they'd show you. And that's kind of my biggest thing. Like, you know, I bring my glove to every practice, and I make sure that I'm, you know, I have that thing dirty, and I'm showing these girls exactly how to do it. And if it doesn't work for them, we'll find a new way that does. Um, because a lot of things I didn't think about coaching is you got to see what works for each kid because nothing is the same. You're already ahead of the game. Yep. Ted? I, I know. That's, already does. ahead of the game. I like that, man. Your head on her shoulder. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, you're very knowledgeable already, so I, I, I can't wait to see what happens in four years. It'll that, be great. Is this something that you're, like, passionate about now? Yeah. Once I started coaching this year, um, I'm already looking forward to next season and, you know, the following seasons. I look at, you know, the sixth graders coming up or the fourth and fifth graders. Like I, you know, I tell some of their parents that I see them, you know, out getting gas. And I'm like, well, I can't wait to coach your kid one day. Like, you know, it's going to be fun. See, and and that's, uh, I'm sure you get to do it too. But You tell these kids you're coaching now, you're like, you see them little the grade behind you or two grades behind you, they're watching you guys. Yeah. Lead Set by the example. example. Yeah. And that's, I know, it, it's hard at junior high. It is. Because, you know, who, who's the junior high kids looking at? They're looking at the high school kids. Yeah. So. Which, you know, I think that's also kind of hard. We've been trying to get out to the high school game and let these girls, you know, kind of see mm-hmm. how the high school team plays. Mm-hmm. And it's just so hard, you know, with two different schedules. And yep. you never know. And, you yeah. know, we get one practice a week, but. You know, I tell uh, Heather sometimes, I'm like, yeah, we'd love to be there, but we just cannot miss this practice today. Oh, no. Yeah. Or you got a game the same night that high school does. Yep, all the time. 
And that's in, it, it's interesting because what you said, you know, even though it's a team sport, nowadays you have to coach these kids individually. Mental health. Yeah. yeah. There's more. Conrad knows. He's got old stats on that, but it's it's rough. So, like, after this year, you've seen what you have, and you see what, well, I know you know some of those girls from volleyball. Have you said, okay, like, this is my plan, so next softball call out. I'm going to have one day where I'm like, hey, um, you know, we're going to work on outfield stuff. Hey, this day we're doing infield. Hey, do you got like a, a, a better grasp on your, your game plan for next year? Yeah, um, coming into it, we had tryouts, mm-hmm. and they weren't until two weeks or a week before spring break. Um, I wish we could have got them sooner, but the weather. So I think uh, this year, you know, I'm really going to encourage these girls. Um, Heather has uh, the varsity coach. She has all these call out or these open fields, and she invites middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to do it at the middle school level, oh, yeah. like um, even if it's in the fall uh, or just, you know, in the gym at the high, uh, middle school, mm-hmm. if we can get in, then we need to get in and just start, start getting to know each other. Um, because once season starts, I think we had four practices until our first game. So, White building workouts in the summer? All the, yeah, they need to be there. They need mm-hmm. to be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's huge. We tell them all the time. Everybody should. Everybody. Even if, I don't think, do you have to play a sport to go out there for the white building workouts? I don't think so. I think um, as soon as you're a sixth grader, uh-huh. um, you're, you can go out there. Um, just if, you know, you go, you're a girl, you go with the girls or... The boys, yeah. they go with the boys, and then they go straight to football. So I don't think you have to be, you know, in athletics to yeah. go. If so, you want to go, go. Yeah. I might go, Ted. I think I need to. Turn it, turn her into a bodybuilder. Yeah. Let's go hit the weight room. You see that, man? Me walking around stacked. Stacked and jacked. That's why you wear a hoodie, because oh, you ain't I, trying to show it off yet. Not, <laughs> I'm far away from it, man. <laughs> All right, when we come back, we're going to be with, uh, watching the sectional pairing show we're going to take a break first of two pairing shows tonight softball then baseball that had to be a doubleheader for these two sports right of course it did you've heard from the commissioner we'll hear from carrie rosati the assistant commissioner in charge of softball between the pairings for classes 2a and 3a but as we always do we start with the small schools first in 1a and we always go to the northwest corner of the state that is sectional number 49 Counts is the host school here. Morgan Township is the number one rated team in the state this week. They'll take on DeMott Christian, that's formerly known as Covenant Christian, in game number one, with the winner advancing on to take on the host school in Counts. Then in the bottom half of the bracket, it is Hammond S&T versus Tri-Town, or excuse me, Washington Township. Winner gets Tri-Township again, first year for Tri-Township, formerly known as Lacrosse. There's the pairings in sectional number 49. Sectional number 50, Westville is the host school here. South Central of Union Mills won this sectional last year. They're now in 2A. So this is kind of an open group. Westville and Culver Community meet in game number one, with the winner moving on to take on Argus. Then in the bottom half of the bracket, it is Triton and Oregon Davis. Winner gets Marquette Catholic. Again, South Central has won eight straight sectionals. They were the runner-up to Tecumseh in the state final. So this is an opportunity for all six of these schools. 
Section number 51, Lakewood Park Christian is the host. Four teams get together here. Elkhart Christian is the uh, defending champion. They'll take on Lakewood Park Christian in one semifinal, while Fremont and Hamilton will see each other in the second semifinal. Section number 52 at North Miami, and there's a lot of ranked teams to talk about here. North Miami won this sectional last year. They are number five in the state. The winner of that game will take on Northfield. Then in the bottom half of the bracket, West Central is fourth in the state. They'll take on North White. Winner gets cast in the semifinal. The Cadets are ranked 14th in the state. By the way, Caston beat West Central 10-4 on Monday. North Miami beat Caston 2-0 in the season opener. So this really could be anybody's game here in sectional 52. Now let's move on to sectional 53. Rossville is both the host and they are the defending sectional champs. Top half of the bracket, game number one for South Newton and Faith Christian. Winner moves on to take on Tri-County in the semifinals. Then in game number two, it's Clinton Central and Rossville. Hornets, by the way, are tied for ninth in the state this week, and they made the semi-state final last year. Winner of that game will get Frontier in a sectional semifinal. Sectional 54, Riverton Park is the host. They are also the defending sectional champs. First things first, Central Catholic takes on Attica in game number one with the winner moving on to take on Fountain Central. Bottom half of the draw now for Covington and Riverton Park. Riverton Park is seventh in the state this week. Winner of that game advances on to take on North Vermilion in a semifinal. Sectional number 55, Daleville is the host. Southern Wells and Westdale will play each other in game number one. Westdale is number 15 in the state this week. Winner of that game gets Liberty Christian. To the bottom half of the draw, it is Cowan, who was the runner-up two years ago, lost in the semi-state last year. They're 13th in the state. They'll take on Tri-Central. Winner advances on to face Daleville. And finally, in sectional number 56, four teams get together here. Cambridge City Lincoln has won this sectional three years running. They'll take on Union City in one semifinal. Try and Randolph Southern round out the field in sectional 56. Now we go to the southern half of the draw, sectional number 57. Seven teams get together here at Clay City. Clay City will take on Duggar Union. Welcome back to the state tournament for Duggar Union. Clay City, the runner-up two years ago, lost in the semi-state to Tecumseh last year, and the Eagles are number eight in the state. Winner of that game gets North Central of Farmersburg in a semifinal. Bottom half of the bracket for Bloomfield and Cloverdale, Shackamack and White River Valley. Sectional 58, Bethesda Christian is the host. Four schools get together here. Bethesda Christian has won this sectional each of the last two years. They'll take on Traders Point in game number one. Indiana School for the Deaf and Tindley in the opposite half of the bracket. Sectional number 59, Edinburgh is the host here. Eminence will take on Lutheran. Lutheran is number 12 in the state. They had a streak of 13 straight sectionals snapped in 2021. They were back to their winning ways in sectional play a year ago. If Lutheran gets past Eminence, they'll take on Providence Christo Ray. Bottom half of the bracket for Edinburgh and Greenwood Christian. And then the winner advances on to take on Morristown. Sectional number 60, North Decatur is the host. This has often been the domain of Hauser, 
but they are now 2A. So this is kind of an open group here with no defending champ. Jackson Dell and South Decatur in game number one. Winner advances on to take on Southwestern of Shelbyville. Bottom half of the bracket, Oldenburg Academy and North Decatur with the winner getting Waldron in a semifinal. Now we go to sectional number 61. West Washington, the host, a team that I'm a little partial to. Lanesville takes on Rock Creek Academy in game number one. The Eagles check in at number six in the state this week. The winner of that game gets West Washington, and the Senators have won this sectional in each of the last two years. To the top half of the bracket for Christian Academy and Borden. Sectional number 62, Rising Sun is the host here. Trinity Lutheran is the defending sectional champ of this group, and they made the semi-state last year. They draw a bye. They'll get the winner of Shaw Memorial and Henryville. Bottom half of the bracket for New Washington and Rising Sun, with the winner getting Crothersville in a semifinal. Sectional number 63, Orleans and Bar-Reeve, then Lagodi and North Davies. These four schools, seemingly athletic powerhouses in everything. Bar-Reeve won the sectional last year. They're number two in the state. Lagodi is tied for ninth in the state. And those two next-door neighbors and rivals do not play each other until the final week of the season. We'll have a better idea what that sectional is going to look like coming up in a couple of weeks. And finally, in sectional number 64, this is at Wood Memorial, and again, Tecumseh, they're a softball powerhouse, regardless of their classification. They've spent some time in 2A, they're back in 1A. First things first, Northeast Dubois, they're number 11 in the state. They'll take on the Candleton Bulldogs in game number one. Winner of that advances on to take on Springs Valley. Then it's Wood Memorial and Tecumseh. Tecumseh, again, your defending state champs. They are number three in the state. And credit to Tecumseh, they have played a lot of 4A schools during the course of this season. Came up to Carmel a couple of weeks ago to play in what was largely a 4A tournament. To come see, as always, will be battle-tested heading into the state tournament. And there you go, 16 sectionals off the board. 16 more to go. We'll do that in Class 2A when we come back. As you're watching the 2023 IHSAA Softball Pairing Show here on the IHSAA Champions Network, presented by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. So, for the Madison Grant sectional... There is sectional 39, uh, and that sectional is Blackford, Eastbrook, Eastern, the Eastern Comets, mm-hmm. Elwood Community, Madison Grant, of course, and Taylor. Yep. There's some. There could be a rematch between Madison Grant and Eastbrook. Possibly. That's that that was the... Grant Ford Championship right. right there. Which congratulations to Madison Grant on that win yesterday. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, Blackford's three and eleven, Eastbrook nine and five, Madison Grant thirteen and three, Taylor's own seven, Eastern's ten and two, and Elwood's seven and four. Who's who's ten and two? Eastern. Eastern Comets. And that sectional's got a couple power hitters too. I believe they have a a newish coach, maybe their second season. I believe so. Because yeah, you look at Eastbrook, there they got Poe's got eight home runs. Mm-hmm. Elliot, the freshman, has six. And then Madison Grant, of course, Holiday's got eight dingers. Eight dingers. And all like the last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah six of them, I think. Yeah. yeah. You ever hit one out? I did. I've actually had two. 
Nice. Look at this guy. I've never hit anything out. Farm Bureau Insurance. My name is Greg Rakestraw. As always, thanks to Heath Shanahan behind the scenes, making sure our signal gets to you on this Sunday night. All right, let's get back to it. You saw the 1A brackets in the last segment. Time now for 2A. And as we always do, we go to the northwest corner of the state. That would mean sectional number 33. Ileana Christian is the host. They are the defending sectional champs. And they're way to number 11 in the state. They'll take on Lake Station Edison in game number one, with the winner advancing on to take on North Newton. Bottom half of the bracket, Andrean is number five. They'll take on the Oilers of Whiting in game number one, with the winner advancing on to face Hammond Bishop Knoll. By the way, Andrean and Ileana Christian do not play each other during the course of the regular season. Sectional number 34, again, South Central of Union Mills, moves up from Class 1A. They also are the host of this sectional. South Bend Career Academy will take on Bremen in game number one, with the winner getting Wheeler. Bottom half of the draw for LaVille and the satellites of South Central of Union Mills, where the winner will get Hebron in the semifinal, and Hebron is number four in 2A this week. Sectional number 35, and again, in 2A, there's been some movement, especially in the northern half of the draw in terms of how things are numbered. So things might look a little bit different than they did a year ago. For example, east side, you're defending 2A state champions. They won sectional 36 last year. Now they host sectional number 35. They're rated number two in the state this week. They will get the winner of Central Noble and Prairie Heights. And Central Noble, well... They're number three in the state this week. These two schools will play twice, conference tournament, and then a regular season game on May 16th. Westview is the defending sectional champ. They're at the top of the bracket, and they'll take on Cherubusco in a semifinal. Sectional number 36, this is at Manchester. And again, east side kind of moved out of this group, so no true defending sectional champion here. Adams Central is always tough, the number 13 in the state. They await the winner of Bluffton and South Adams in the top half of the bracket. We move down. Whitco won a different sectional last year. They're now with this group. They'll take on Manchester, and then the winner advances on to take on Fort Wayne Bishop Lures. Again, Whitco was a semi-state participant a season ago. Sectional number 37 at Rochester again because of some movement. No defending sectional champ here. North Judson San Pierre will take on Wabash in game number one with the winner advancing on a take on Lewis Cass. Bottom half of the bracket sees Rochester and Winnemac, and the winner advances on to play Pioneer. Pioneer still playing a level up due to the success factor. Sectional number 38, Western Boone was the sectional winner of this group a year ago. They're now in Class 3A, so open group here. Clinton Prairie and Tipton in game number one. Winner advancing on to take on Carroll. Delphi and Benton Central. Benton Central was a sectional winner in 3A. They have dropped a two-iron enrollment, so Delphi and Benton Central will face each other in the first game. Winner advances on to take on Seeger in a semifinal. Sectional number 39, Madison Grant is the host. They have won this sectional each of the last two years. Elwood will take on the Argyles in game number one, with the winner advancing on to take on the Comets of Eastern of Greentown, who check in at number seven in the state. Bottom half of the bracket for Blackford and Eastbrook, with the winner getting Taylor in a semifinal. And now to sectional number 40. This is the last sectional in the top half of the bracket. Frankton has won this sectional each of the last couple of years. We're at a number 14 in the state, and they draw the bye. They'll get the winner of LaPel and Alexandria in a semifinal. Bottom half of the bracket now for Winchester, Monroe Central, and the winner moves on to take on Wapahani.
To the southern half of the draw now, we go to sectional 41. This is at Union County. They are number nine in the state. They have won this sectional three straight times it's been played. They'll take on Knightstown in game number one. Winner advances on to take on Hagerstown. To the top of the bracket we go. Eastern Hancock was a sectional winner last year. Again, they moved from sectional 42. They'll take on Shenandoah. Winner moves on to take on Northeastern. By the way, Union County and Eastern Hancock played in the regional last year. And Eastern Hancock won that one 3-2. to two. Sectional 42, bit of an open group here with the defending sectional champ moving on. Six teams will get together at Triton Central. It is Crystal House against Cecina with the winner getting Heritage Christian. Then it's Park Tudor, Nervington Preparatory Academy. Winner advances on to take on Triton Central in a semifinal. Sectional 43, this is played on the turf at Cascade. Ritter and Sheridan will play in game number one. Sheridan up from Class 1A. Winner advances on to take on Covenant Christian. Top of the draw then for Riverside. They'll take on the 10th-ranked cadets, the host school in Cascade. South Vermilion, the defending sectional champ in sectional 44. They made it to the semi-state final last year. They're rated number 15 in the state. They'll take on South Putnam in game number one. Winner advances on to take on Greencastle. Bottom half of the bracket then for Park Heritage and Southmont, with the winner getting North Putnam in a sectional semifinal. Sectional number 45, Brownstown Central again. They had largely been in 3A. They're now back in 2A. This is a bit of a spread-out group. Southwestern of Hanover and Milan in game number one, with the winner getting South Ripley. Then we go to Switzerland County, who won this sectional last year. Again, Hauser, their opponent, who is up from 1A, they are a traditional 1A power. Then it is Brownstown Central and Brown County in this seven-team field. Sectional 46, the Musketeers of Eastern of Pekin, the host, and they are the defending sectional champs. In fact, they were a semi-state team last year. They'll take on the Austin Eagles in game number one, with the winner getting the Wolfpack of Crawford County in a semifinal. Bottom half of the draw for Paoli and Clarksville. Winner moves on to take on Providence in the semis. Sectional number 47, Linton Stockton is the host, and Linton Stockton, a frequent winner of this sectional. They'll take on Mitchell in game number one. North Knox awaits the winner in a semifinal. Bottom half of the draw for Sullivan, who's number eight in the state. Golden Arrows get South Knox in a quarterfinal. Eastern Green awaits in the semis for the winner of game number two. And next up, we have Forest Park's sectional number 48. Forest Park gets South Spencer in game number one, awaiting the winner of that game. The number one team in the state, and last year's runner-up in North Posey. Bottom half of the draw, then, for Perry Central in modern day, with the marksman of Tell City getting the bye to the semifinal. With that, we are now halfway through our field here in the IHSAA Champions Network. We'll take this brief break and a break from the brackets as well. Carrie Rosati, Assistant Commissioner in charge of softball, she'll join us next as you're watching the 2023 IHSAA Softball Pairing Special here on the IHSAA Champions Network, presented by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Elwood and Madison Grant and Eastern has a bye. Eastern and Taylor got the buys. Yeah. Elwood and Madison Grant, Blackford and Eastbrook. So it's not a cakewalk for either one of our county teams in that one. No. Not even the first round games. No. No, Elwood, Elwood's pretty tough. Yep, yep, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming Madison Grant should probably be the favorite in that sectional. Mm -hmm. Would be my guess. Home field, 
Yep. Yep. And it's all going to come down to pitching, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Whoever shows up that day. I like it. Hey, I got a question for you. Did you like playing softball on turf? It wasn't my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I'm a kid who likes to get dirty. <laughs> so I don't like sliding in the turf. I feel like I'm doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, you know, it skips. Yep. And it's not the same. Uh, you can't really teach. You know, here at Miss Cinewall, we don't have turf uh-huh. other than our yeah. football field. So we go and play at Oak Hill, you know, and you can't really teach it unless, you know, we get one practice on the turf field because right. it's not yeah. the same as in the dirt. It's not the same as in the gym. And yeah. it's just, you know, if you don't play on turf or you never have, you don't, you know, people can tell you how it's going to be, but you really don't understand until you get there and you see it. Well, that's like get one line drive shot to right field yesterday. Yeah. Savannah's coming in on it, hits the ground, and just takes off. Yeah, it, it just it, skips. Yeah, as soon as it hits, you know who yeah, knows where yeah. it's going. Mary Rosati, who is the assistant commissioner in charge of softball, amongst the many things that she does for the IHSAA. Carrie, it is always good to see you, and we're now six weeks into the softball season. How has it gone to this point? I think all right. Um, number of, of umpires in softball are up, um, so thank you to those men and women. Um, schedules, I think, what Mother Nature's participating a little better now yes (laughs) Um, but i think well um actually it's on a positive note we've received so many exemplary reports for our student athletes so far in softball um each week i'm averaging about 15 and that that is just kudos to our our student athletes ladies thank you um umpires coaches administrators just it's a positive environment. We need to maintain that the rest of the way. Again, this is unique. We talked touching this with Paul at the start of the show. We do this pairing show really about three weeks before the, the, the sectional starts. So you've got a little extra time to get schedules in around graduations and, and, and senior nights and, and, and things like that. Now that the brackets are out, at least halfway, they'll be fully here in about the next 20, 30 minutes or so, what's the next three weeks like for you before sectionals really get underway? Well, actually, I went this week to, to Purdue and got to see our baby um, <laughs> and just meet with their administration. It is probably one of my favorite days. Uh, they are just so happy to see us. Their sports t- uh, turf crew, they are amazing group. What they can do, their towns, they are so excited to have us. So it, we have that part, just final touches. Um, but just I got a sign of umpires now. Uh, that's the fun part. Um, but really just going to see games and just making sure sure officials got what they need. I say this as an absolute compliment. When grass growing is a major, it's called agronomy. Uh, when that's a major, you're going to have a wonderful grounds crew. The facilities at Purdue are absolutely tremendous. And, and I would liken it to, you know, a basketball player walking into Gamebridge Fieldhouse for the first time, a football player walking into Lucas Oil. That is a true stadium that Purdue has. That's a wonderful backdrop for your state tournament. It really is. And last year when we got that dreadful four-letter word, rain, <laughs> um, you know, their their field holds water. And we're not used to that with our facilities of holding water. And, you know, to them that was an accomplishment. And, you know, the, the way they pull the tarp and their technology, it it is just an amazing venue for our kids. The back-to-back nights of doubleheader format, how was that received last year? Very well. Um, And it did, I mean, when we had the rain, it did provide opportunity for me to have cushion to move Friday into Saturday without disrupting those two Saturday night games. Um, But I think it it gave a lot of families time to travel and have the morning, kind of do their traditions, routines, and 
um, celebrate in the evening. All right. What else would you like folks to know about the, the upcoming state tournament? Three weeks away before we get going, and in, in three weeks, it always flies by. I just be there for your student athletes. Have good sportsmanship. Thank our umpires. You know, they are long nights. They are traveling all over the state. Um, but just continue the, the positiveness. Ladies, I cannot thank you enough. All the exemplary reports we're getting from our umpires and spectators um, is just remarkable, and you should be proud of yourself, and let's finish strong. When you look in the mirror, we want you to see the face of sportsmanship. Absolutely. And clearly in this sport, that is happening. Carrie, always good to see you, and I'll uh, see you at Purdue in a few weeks. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Again, that's Carrie Rosati, assistant commissioner in charge of softball for the IHSA. We'll take this quick timeout. 3A pairings come your way next on the IHSAA Champions Network, presented by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. What do you think about that? Umpires are up. It's hard to believe. You ever think about getting behind the plate like that? Um, this summer um, at the Ole Miss Youth Sports, um, I was a couple times, but mm -hmm. I can see why... People don't want to umpire. Um, you know, you have a 10U game, and there's parents hollering like it's, you know, the Olympics. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just, for any umpire, you know, you don't want to be there and get yelled at. Mm -hmm. it, it's it, it's not just the umpires either, right? Yeah, I mean, they're everybody, you know, everybody's human. Everybody yeah. messes up. Mm -hmm. Nobody's perfect. Nobody will ever be perfect. So I think everybody just has to understand that. Well, this is my opinion, and if you respect it, that's fine. If you don't, you can kind of kiss my ass. But rec league, middle school, those games are for practice. Those games are preparing you. There is no rec league Hall of Fame. There's not a there's not a middle school Hall of Fame. Yeah, they might have those stats up there for a little while, but they're gonna get broken. Yeah. So here we go. Champions Network presented by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. I'm your host, Greg Rakestraw. Our first of two pairing shows tonight, softball then baseball. We're halfway through softball, and let's work on that progress right now. Time for the pairings in Class 3A. We start in section number 17 in the northwest corner of the state. Highland is the host school. Hanover Central has won this sectional three straight seasons, and they're tied for seventh in the state. They draw the bye. They get either Calumet or Highland in game number in a semifinal. Then in game number two, it's River Forest and Boone Grove. Boone Grove is tied for 11th in 3A this week. Winner advances on a take on Griffith in the second semifinal. Section number 18, Twin Lakes is the host school here. Kankakee Valley had gone back-to-back, -back, but uh, they have moved to a different sectional, so a bit of an open group here. North Montgomery and Twin Lakes are in game number one. Winner gets Frankfurt then in a semifinal. Then it is Western, the number one team in the state. They'll take on county rival Northwestern, and the winner gets West Lafayette in a semifinal. Sectional number 19, this is at Jimtown. South Bend St. Joe won the 3A championship out of this group last year. They are now playing in 4A. Jimtown won sectional 21 last year. 
They are a semifinal participant because of the bye. They'll take on either Riley or Mishawaka Marion in that semifinal. To the bottom half of the draw, we go to South Bend Clay and South Bend Washington. That winner advances on a take on New Prairie, who checks in at number five in the state this week. Sectional number 20. Again, Kankakee Valley is a sectional champ, and like we said, kind of in 2A, there's been some changes in the numbering and kind of how teams are aligned uh, in the northern half of the draw. So this sectional technically was won by Benton Central last year, who now is in 2A, but you've got Kankakee Valley that is a defending sectional champion host. Got it? Good. Knox and Culver Academies in game number one. Winner advances on a take on the Bombers of Rensselaer Central in a semifinal. Then it's Glenn and KV in game number two of day number one, with the winner advancing on a take on Tippecanoe Valley in a semifinal. Sectional 21, Northwood is the host. Wawasee has won this the last two years, and they draw Fairfield in the opening game. Lakeland awaits the winner uh, in a semifinal. Bottom half of the draw then for East Noble and West Noble, and that winner then advanced on a take on the host school in Northwood. Sectional 22, Angola is the host, but Leo is always the team you draw your eyes to first. Remember, they competed at a very high level in 4A, a class above their enrollment for many years. They won this 3A sectional last year and got beat by St. Joe 1-0 in the semi-state final. Leo gets Dwinger in game number one, and the winner then gets Woodland in a semifinal. In this 17 group, we've got two more quarters in the bottom half of the bracket. Concordia and Garrett, Angola and Heritage round out a full field at Angola. Sectional 23, Belmont is the host school, and they are the defending champs. Five teams get together here. Norwell and Oak Hill play in game number one, with the winner getting McConaughey. Belmont and Peru will face each other in a semifinal. Then finally, sectional 24, Delta is the host school here. Yorktown is the defending sectional champs, and they are tied for seventh in the state this week. Delta, Mississippi in game number one. Newcastle awaits the winner. Bottom half of the bracket for Centerville and Jay County, and that winner advances on a take on Yorktown. Now in the bottom half of the draw, sectional 25, this is at Tri-West. Danville and Tri-West, those rivals face each other in game number one. Um, they were, I believe, in different sectionals last year. Now they're not. Danville, again, always good, 10. Tri-West, runner-up to St. Joe in the state final. Yeah, their pitcher's going to head to play at Oklahoma in the future. That's a loaded first game. And then the winner gets Western Boone, who split with Tri-West last weekend and won a two-way sectional last year. Again, this is a, a, an unbelievably tough top half of the bracket. Bottom half of the bracket for Crawfordsville and Nerovia, and that winner gets Lebanon in a semifinal. Yeah, we've had some sectionals move around here. Sectional 26 was technically won by Danville last year. Uh, this is more of the Western Indiana Conference grouping that was won by West Vigo last year. They'll take on Owen Valley in a quarterfinal, and that winner gets Indian Creek in the semis. Top of the bracket for Edgewood and Northview. Sectional 27, Chittard is the host. I'll probably drive by this sectional on Kessler Boulevard at some point in time while it's being played. Cathedral won this group last year. They are now in 4A. So it's kind of an open group here. Heights and Shortridge in game number one. Winner gets Brebuff in a semifinal. Rivals Garen and Chittard then in the top half of the bracket. And Garen made the state final a couple of years ago. Could be a favorite here. Well... 
Miss Cinewall drew Delta. I think we got a good draw. Yeah. We got Delta at 1 and 12. We win that game, we get Yorktown. No. Or uh, Newcastle. Newcastle. And Newcastle's 3 and 9. Got a good think, chance, I think yeah. Miss Cinewall got a good draw there. Yeah. Oh, let's not do that. Let's not do it. Don't do it to me, Ted. I, I'm a I'm one of those guys. I get my hopes up. I'm not right. going to do it, Smalley. I'm not going to do it. You know, they're in a whole new sectional. You know, yeah. you don't got to go to Belmont and Norwell, yeah. and it's all new. Oh, man, those teams, man. Those teams, Norwell. Norwell's always good. Yeah, um... Belmont's always good. Belmont had uh, one of their pitchers, Macy Montgomery. She is a junior um, at I, IU right now, and she pitches for Indian University. Man. He won, so I'm pretty sure that's where that kind of guy everybody's scared from. Well, see, now, but that's something else you can teach the kids you coach now because you went to college. You know, it wasn't D1. These kids have to realize it does have to be D1, does it? No, it's, you know, Get no matter what level you're in, it's always competitive. Yes. Um, if you want to play competitive, you can go anywhere. There's some really good JUCO colleges. Yeah. And yep. um, I look at a JUCO like it's not, you know, it doesn't mean you're any less than, I mean, even a D1 player. Exactly. Um, you, it's like a feeder school. Uh-huh. Um, you go there and, you know, a lot of colleges, they look at JUCOs mm-hmm. before they look at another university um, yep. to pull kids mm-hmm. or take kids, especially because it's only two years and you can see how they played. Right. And that, that's, a, that's another coaching feather you can put in your cap to lead these kids that way. That, hey, if D1 doesn't work out, something else will. There's always something. Yep, there is. Always something. You're, you're very much, um, you know, you recognize opportunity. And to have, it, have that ability at a young age is you I'm telling you right now your future's bright and keep doing what you're doing. I, I'm I'm cheering you on. Yes, we both I, are. Yeah, I'm excited to see what you do in the coaching field and, you know, on down the road. Ain't that right, Ted? Gotta start somewhere. Yep. We appreciate you taking time and hanging out with us in the garage. Oh anytime, yep, yeah. We do. Fun. We appreciate it. Good luck on the rest of your season. Thank you. Yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Be looking forward to coming to watch some high school games. Oh, before I let you go, back to what I was saying. I don't give a crap. Middle school games are practice games. They're where you learn fundamentals, where you learn how to be coachable, where you learn how to be a good teammate. Get your glove dirty. Yeah, it's it's not all about you know the skills. Um, you know, obviously we teach that, but it's a lot about you know being a teammate. Um, being put in different situations and facing, you know, adversity that's not what you're used to. Exactly. Well, true. Exactly. And, and something else you touched on earlier, you know, just because little Susie comes up and says, I've only always played first base. Well, it's time to learn multiple positions. Yeah. You know. I, I've learned my lesson. You need to – a kid should play, be able to play infield, outfield, mm-hmm. and do a little catching. Yeah, if you can catch a fly ball, you know, there's three outfield positions. Yeah. You can field a ground ball. Um, you know, there's three infield positions, um, especially if you can catch a ball. Oh, yeah. Um, 
first base is open for you. Uh-huh. That's exactly right. Well, thanks for hanging out yep. again. Thanks so much. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's we fun. appreciate your you uh plopping down and sharing some expertise with us. I wouldn't call that, but we'll get there. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thanks, yeah. Kylie. All right, thank you. thank you. Well, that was fun, Ted. Don't you think, man? Yep. I always enjoy talking with you. Yeah. First time, well, first year coaches, whatever, you know. And it's interesting it to is. get their perspective. Of, yep. And especially her, who she's, she's went through the school system. Mm-hmm. She's been coached by a lot of the coaches here. Yep. And she's not regurgitating, but, you know, <laughs> like right. she, she's, she's picked up on what they've put down. Plus, you know, plus that year at college, so, you know. You got a different perspective from a, your college coaches, so absolutely. And she put a little twist on it, and you know, whether whether they know or not, she is also a, a hidden gem. Yeah, you're right. We've got quite a few of them over here. Like today. if they knew what they have with her, because mm-hmm. she was an athlete mm-hmm. that she sacrificed. You know everything she had mm-hmm. for her team. Yep, to make her team better. She, uh-huh. she, I mean, if they wanted her to tie their shoelaces, I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I would. yeah. But she's she's that kind of kid. Like, if it's for the team, if it's for the betterment of the team, mm-hmm. she's about it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think for me, I, it, it just blows me away. Um, you know. That that something ever could like deter this kid from coaching. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's like I said, but it, we we see it, and we hear it. You know, coaching is becoming an even tougher profession these days. Man, and it's going to get tougher because you know these kids coming up, a lot of them who are in the specialized sports, and they, mm-hmm. that's all they do. I mean. Uh, I believe as a head coach, you're going to end up becoming just, you know, um, a, a supervisor of pretty much, you know, yeah. this kid is specialized in being a shortstop or mm-hmm. uh two guard or, you right. know, yep. I, I think um, it's just going to end up being a, a, a even harder to coach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, a, a personnel manager mm-hmm. is what I'm I'm yep. looking to say. You know what I mean? I'm, but, just, I'm just waiting on load, load management to start. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it'll probably start in rec league. Uh, yeah. It'll start in rec league. <laughs> oh, and speaking of that, I read an article this week. Mm-hmm. I think it was New Jersey. Yep. Some uh, youth league there. Mm-hmm. They put it into play this year that if a parent gets thrown out, of a ball game, mm-hmm. they cannot come back until they umpire three games as Ouch. As, as the field umpire. Ouch! Ouch! They cannot come back to that facility until they umpire three ball games. That is <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah, I'm as telling you, all get out, man. <laughs> that is interesting as all get out. Uh, I, I would shut up. I would shut up and be positive. Uh-huh. You know what I mean. I'd keep my comments uh, to myself, mm-hmm. and then when yeah. I get in the car, D can <laughs> D can hear it. What was your thoughts on the Grant Four yesterday? Um, 
every team, you know, wanted it. Um, I, I was, I was like a little taken back at all the talent that's in all four of the county schools that played. Um, I, I, th- I think you know Madison Grant. They, they've, they've been there before. Mm-hmm. They've uh, obviously, you know, have a great coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, all coaches, uh, Harold Coates. Ben Johnson, um, Heather Schwartz, uh, you know, did a fantastic job. I, I thought, I thought it could have went either way. The the Madison Grant Miss Cinewall game, yeah. Um, Eastbrook Oak Hill, you know, Oak Hill's always tough. Um, but yeah, man, I, I was, I was, it was a fun day of softball. I, I don't know if uh, if anybody gets to go out and watch softball, but. Man, high school softball is just as fun as college softball. Oh, I agree. It's exciting. It's, and like you said, all these coaches we have here in the county, I, I'm impressed from what I've seen of all of them. Yeah. They're not yellers and screamers, and they're not all over the umpire. Whenever it's a questionable call, I noticed yesterday they just they just kind of stayed in the dugout. And yeah. It's, that's impressive. I, mean, I, th- I think that that is something that's coming to the forefront, too. Mm-hmm. I think that you know the younger generation of coach has now you know they go and they voice their concern. Mm-hmm. Yep. If it doesn't go their way, mm-hmm. okay, that's your point of view. Can't let that you know deter from from the rest of the game because we don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. from play You're to right. play. You're right. So let's just play ball. We got what three weeks left for the sectional. Yeah. So let's just hope all these teams can get. Get through these next three weeks, no injuries. Yeah, have fun. Go in with a, a healthy squad. And and really enjoy yourself, uh, mm-hmm. seniors. Yep, especially. All the seniors, enjoy yourself, you know, make the memories, and uh, make this your last hurrah. Exactly. So, And uh, before we hop off here. Uh, we, we need to congratulate the Miss Cinewall boys for winning. Oh, yeah. The boys grand four yesterday. Yeah, congratulations. Good job there. Yeah. Uh, before we go, we want to give our sponsorship a shout-out, man. Jennifer Schwanner at Nicholson 2.0. Always good to us. What yep. a wonderful lady. Yep. You need to buy or sell a home. Mama Pearson, so poor I am in beautiful Gas City. Come get your smell uh, good on. Get your car smelling good. You think we should get some smell good for the studio out here? It doesn't smell musty, but it wouldn't <laughs> hurt. Backyard builder for all your quality fencing and decking needs. Call Eric Skeens at 765-667-5974. Some of the best work I've ever seen. The best work. And let him know that you heard it here Mm -hmm. when you give him a call. Jonesy's Lawn Care, residential and commercial lawn services, now providing golf cart maintenance. Call Jeremy Jones at 765-667-5097. Yep, okay. Keep that lawn looking good like our heads, right? Man. Nice and tight. I, I, I'm not – mowing the lawn is not my <laughs> – Well, you better call Jeremy. It, it's not my favorite thing, man. I, I, It is not. I'm not that guy. <laughs> I know. You, you're supposed to be love landscaping. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. No, I hate it. Alt House, auto body and towing. Call Scott Watson at 765-348. 2414. If you have any towing needs, call him too. 
Call him at 765-499-1534. It's kind of our jingle for him, isn't it? Yeah. Car won't go, you need a tow. I like it. I like it. Maybe we should run it by him. Pull them dents out. Paint that thing up. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, guys. See you next time.